Salsa shark. We're gonna need a bigger boat. Throughout history, they have been a part of our American life. Men and women who have made it their mission to serve their fellow man. They've worked hard enough. Isn't it time? They had their own movie. Clerks. This job would be great if it wasn't for the customers. I, I don't bother them and they don't bother me. I could do without the people in the video store. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? You should hear the barrage of stupid questions I get. What do you mean there's no ice? You mean I gotta drink this coffee hot? You'd feel a hell of a lot better if you just rip into the occasional customer. <laughs> You're a clerk, paid to do a job. You can't just do anything you want while you're working. Convenience store, do you run here? Miramax Films presents. You think anybody can see us down here? Why? Do you want to have sex or something? <sighs> can we? Clerks, just because they serve you doesn't mean they like you. You hate people, but I love gatherings. Isn't it ironic? Featuring new music by Soul Asylum, Corrosion of Conformity, Bad Religion, The Jesus Lizard, and music by Alice in Chains. And welcome back to episode number 12 of the Film Worldcast. We are not even supposed to be here today. Why? My mess up. We've been in record yesterday. As a result, Graham has buggered off to Wimbledon to drink Pims. But I'm here with Stu, Nim, and we're going to be talking about Clerks, our 12th film. Guys. Yes, mate. How you doing? I'm not too bad. Good afternoon, James. Hello. Nim. <laughs> True fashion. Nim, what did you think about Clarks? It was, it was your choice. Um, yeah, why well, did you choose it? Well, guys, I, I chose this because I've only seen about 30 minutes of this film, probably about 10, 15 years ago, and I thought it would be a good one to kind of pick because it's a little bit different from the other films that we've reviewed. Um, black and white. It's black and white, um, 1994. It's, it's a strange cut in time, type of a movie, isn't it? But what did I think of it? Um, I could watch it. I could watch it on a Sunday afternoon. Um, I, I didn't. I wasn't really, really that impressed with it. But I do find the humour quite funny, and that probably shows like my um, sick sense of humour. But yeah, I, I thought the, some of the little one-liners were actually hilarious. Yeah, I mean, the first time I watched this film, I was uh, about twenty years old, and uh, also my sense of humour and points of view with regards to different topics were. Were different to they are now, so and I enjoyed it a lot. I was saying that I couldn't really remember anything that happened. Um, so watching it now, it's it's kind of you have to remember you're watching a film that had over the budget when it was made was just over two hundred grand, and uh, he kind of pulled out all the stops Kevin Smith did to actually get the film completed by borrowing money and etc. Putting his house up. So he really struggled to get this film out, and hence why it's in black and white, and why a lot of it's filmed at night time, that you have to think of it as a film that it is, and not the blockbusters, the, or the extremely high budget films, or the action films that we've been reviewing previously. So you have to put it into context, and when I watched it the first time, I was slightly miffed about it, but the second time, I kind of got into it more, and uh, yeah, it wasn't too bad, it was quite an enjoyable film. What about yourself, James? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think um, I'm in agreement with you in a way that well, I know we're not going to. I almost wanted to give it, though, two scores almost. Uh, not that we're going to score it now. 
one school when I was watching it when I was in my 20s and thought it was amazing and clever and another school watching it when I've matured a bit. Not much, I might add. So, yeah, I think being older now, you can relate to the characters a bit more rather than when you watch this, as Nim said, the, the one-liners and yeah. the stupid humour that you do pick up on. I think you can relate to the story more and their points of view um, coming from, like, especially Dante, who's kind of the bitch in it, who's pissed off most of the way through, but you, you can relate to him, can't you? Yes. Um, I mean, looking at the synopsis quickly then, um, Dante Hicks is a clerk at a local convenience store in New Jersey. On one particular Saturday morning, he gets called in on his day off. Once there, he must deal with multiple problems. The shutters won't open. His ex-girlfriend, who he's in, still in love with, is getting married. His girlfriend, who bugs him about starting college, has revealed certain stuff about our past. His boss hasn't come in to take his place. He has a hockey game at 2 o'clock. Another ex has died and today. Today's the last day he can go to her wake. He must deal with customers that aren't so intelligent. His friend Randall, a clerk at the video store next door, is even less dedicated to his job than Dante and is always bothering Dante's customers. And the biggest problem of them all, he's not even supposed to be here today. Can Dante manage it all? Can he, Nim? It's a very good uh, what, did, what, what did you think? What did you think of the, uh, the characters? From IMDb, I think that's um, synopsis was, but what characters? Dante's character, I've got to say, he's bloody annoying with his... It's like he whinges right from start to end. He's just like whinging. Mm. Um, Randall, I think Randall's character was quite funny. I mean, he was just so laid back and chilled out. Um, I think they're the main two characters. I mean, you've got Veronica and Caitlin, the girlfriends. I think, I think they all had... The, the main two characters were Randall and Dante, so all the other people were this like kind of sidekicks to to their characters in that respect so you I didn't really kind of pay too much attention to them to see it's not like a movie that where the characters develop or anything it's just them and their life yeah um, that's it this is really a, a just a day in the life of just two shop clerks isn't it that's yeah. what it is that the ups and downs um, from both their points of view of different frustrations and why one's there today and why even though he doesn't really want to be there, he, um, Dante still takes pride in what he does, whereas uh, Randall just doesn't give a shit about where he works, who comes in, any effort put in. He's kind of got no no journey, really, no guidance or no aspirations of where he wants to go. But saying that, even though Dante puts work into everything, he's still frustrated about himself of his own lack of direction of the fact that he still works there but he doesn't put himself out to do it whereas I think that's where the, that Veronica his girlfriend at the time is like the the strongest part of him being in his relationship and she wants him to go to college and do stuff and but he just works there and he's just frustrated about his own lack of enthusiasm meagre lifestyle yeah yeah which he comments on throughout the whole film anything it's everyone, or it's not everyone, or it's everyone else's fault, it's not his fault why yeah. these things are happening. Yeah. And again, part of the way through the film, I got pissed off with that, but I suppose that's part of his character, in it, of why just the self pity he's got for and, himself. And I think it's kind of showing, well, I'm not saying that all 22 year olds are like that, I'd say more 16 year olds are like that, where they blame everybody else. Yeah. These characters are what, supposed to be 22 years old, um, working in a shop. I mean, 
I was talking to James about this, and um, you know, I worked in a convenience store, my dad's convenience store. Um, so there's certain things in here that I could kind of relate to. Not to say that you know I did any of that, that kind of stuff in yeah. the shop, but just the kind of the, the customers that would come in and, and piss you off, um, the friends that would come round and just sit there for like five or six hours, um, having three Mars bars and cans of coke yeah. out of your fridge. Um, and, and that kind of stuff would just, you know, brought, the little subtleties made me smile because I could look back and think, yeah. you know what, when I was in the shop, that kind of stuff happened. Yeah. Um, and James mentioned that he worked in a video shop. So, you know. I did. I did. <laughs> did I, you I, really? I, I did work in a video shop. Yeah, Blockbusters for That's about, about six years. Oh, how did so you find that? It, 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 was, it was good. It was good. Quite interesting. Um, uh, you know, the bits with Randall. Um, the way the customers are, and mm. I think there's not really any <laughs> an exaggeration. So I worked in there to the point where we were obsessed with this film. Uh, we, we, we really, my friends and I really liked it to the point where we wanted to make one of our own. Why do you think it was such, or it still is such a cult classic? And looking at the reviews on the internet, on YouTube, it is really hard to find a negative review of someone I actually tried. putting this film I out. tried to find one on YouTube. I actually typed in, Clerks review first, and everyone loved it. Okay, yeah. I said, okay, surely no one has, everyone has there's not the same opinion. The type of clerk sucks, and it, and, it, and it got completely different videos to what I expected. <laughs> but when you go on IMDb, you've got, I don't know, you've got something like 190 odd reviews, and most of them are four to five stars, yeah. aren't they? It's so positive of everyone saying what a classic it is. And that's not just going back to 94, or quite historical, they're quite present day of, yeah. of this film is, Hilarious, and it's a cult classic. Why do you think that is? Why is it such a cult classic? It's the making of Kevin Smith. It did something quite unique at the time, and in the vein of Tarantino when he did Reservoir Dogs, it's basically taking someone who Kevin Smith, who at the time was a store clerk, he didn't have much money, as, as we know, he funded this film pretty much by himself with help from his parents and maxed out his credit cards, and as a result, he made this film. Well, he and nearly bankrupted himself. He did nearly, yeah, he did nearly bankrupt himself, but. He, as, a, as, as a result of all of that, he made this film. And I think for someone making it on a shoestring budget, um, I think, you know, the script is quite solid. It, it, there are funny moments in it. The characters are fleshed out, whether you like them or not. It is quite, it is a, quite a solid film, especially when you look at it, being it's someone's actual first attempt. So yeah. A lot better than some other people's. Yeah, I think the script, I think it is a really solid script. I think. The, the script's the best part about it. Yeah, and I think that the script still stands present day with things that they talk about, things like that are still happening, and you can still relate to them. Um, and I think that's how old it is and who wrote it. I mean, Kevin Smith has gone to do some really great films since then, but it, it really is a good film, and you can tell that they recycle some of the actors for customers to their mates, can't they? Like through the film and they're in different scenes so you can really see from that that what a shoestring budget the whole film was on which I think is credit to well the writing and the directing of the film well I think you know like why it's probably got positive reviews is because when you look at some of the you know it's each it's like a little plot after every kind of five minutes and yeah. you know you get that little screen that comes up with the next bit and I can't even remember what sort of words were used but each one of those little clips, now if you look at the, the, the scene with, with him and Veronica kind of just sitting there and what they're talking about, um, there's a lot of things that are just timeless in the sense it's the sort of stuff that real people talk about. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you know the the, the cigarettes, the, the the guy who's like smashing the eggs. There's you always come across some random people, random conversations, um, and they're the little things I think people can kind of relate to. And yeah, I mean, I, I, some of it I I struggled with um, to relate to the characters. With regards to do you get people like that? Why does he need to be in here? The guy with the eggs, as he went in and checked all the eggs. And, the uh, milkmaid. They said it was a guidance counsellor, well, didn't they? Well, the milkmaids exist, because from when we had our shop, yeah. that would piss me off. People would do that with milk <laughs> and do that with bread. I do that, I have right? to say. And, I do that. and they'd move, shuffle things around that I've got in a nice, decent order, just because they're on the, the newest day or the oldest day. Um, it would yeah. just drive me up the wall. Yeah, I mean, the milkmaids, people haven't seen it, people who go in and find the the milk or the bread with the longest life, and they purchase that and they take all the other stock out so they can find the one <laughs> with the longest uh, sell by date, which is something that I do when I go buy milk or bread. I do that because I feel like I'm getting a good deal and I'm cleverer than <laughs> everyone else when I choose something that's got up. This one's on the 23rd, I found one on the 27th. I'm the man. Oh, well, yeah, indeed. That's it. But I, I think some of the characters, I say the guy who went in checking the eggs, got all the eggs out, and uh, I think he was with, it was with Veronica at the time, wasn't he? And she said that he's a guidance counselor, and they get a lot of people. No, that was another another girl that had come oh, was in. It? it was another girl that had come in. And um, that, I kind of thought I, I didn't like. She that. had I a job. I think she had a really cool job. Um, she used to masturbate animals for artificial. That's it. It's the last uh, thing she says. Yeah. yeah, just walks out. Just yeah. random girl. But I didn't like that character. I thought he was just. I thought it was, it was only about five minutes. It was only five minutes, but. I just thought it annoyed me. It was it annoyed five you. minutes that annoyed me, yeah. I mean, ultimately, it's solid script, it's funny, but if you take a step back and you actually look at the whole story, the whole story, is there much of a story there? I mean, another film you could compare it to, because it's down the life, like Empire Records, if anyone's ever seen that. No. No? Okay, never mind. Um, what, well, is that the same, is that an English thing or? No, 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 it's, it's down the life of a music, music store. Right. But there's a, bit more, there's a bit more storyline to it um, than this, but a film always has a like, beginning, middle and end. But yeah. whereas when, when you learn any kind of like story or script writing at school, normally you start off, there's an equilibrium, everything's happy, the equilibrium gets disturbed, and then it gets the equilibrium normally goes back again, if not different, but you know, back, back to happiness. This didn't really have a beginning, middle, and end, other than the fact it was during it was a day in the life of the USA Institute. Yeah. But in terms of plot points, there is no peaking plot point really. Even with the, with the girlfriend things, doesn't essentially get resolved. No. In, in, in any way. It, it's almost like the Harry Enfield show with bits of segments about the same characters throughout their day. And when we get a few bit, you know, a few segments of their day, yeah, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's is that, right. Is that unfair? No, it's say, true or? because you, you watch a film that like, we choose to to kind of review or critique and things like that, and it's. I found this film particularly difficult because, as you say, nothing much happens. So there's not a part where there's a plot going on and there's it tangents off and you're waiting for that thing to happen for a, like a ripple effect there's going to be a kidnapping or something they killed or they're going to find out like a, a love interest somewhere else or something like that nothing happens here it seems to it plods along at the same speed all the time and sometimes it, it goes down even slower than that to be honest mm. and I think if the, the script the script's good 
The script isn't fantastic, don't get me wrong, it, it isn't brilliant, but the script is strong enough for, for you to, for it to keep your attention. But the first time I watched it, it was as if I was watching it, when I watched it the other week, I watched it twice this week, that um, the first time I found it really hard going. And normally I watch a film and make notes, but for, for this, I struggled because there wasn't really a plot line. It was just a case of, it was so the day in the life of um, Dante that you couldn't really write down anything that happened because there were so many kind of minor ups and downs that um, it just wasn't, wasn't really of any interest. Would you agree with that? Do you, do you think it, it was hard to kind of critique this following a, a storyline or not? Yeah, no, I think it was, because it wasn't, as we have said, there wasn't really, there wasn't much of a storyline at all. The characters are nicely fleshed out, but um, in, ter- in terms of the actual script, whether, whether they're likeable or not, it's, it's, it's another debate. Um, I've, got, I've got a bit here uh, on, on obviously the IMDb, the, the fact thing, right? Not, not that I want to give our full opinions on the movie, but by premiere, I think that's a magazine, isn't it? Yeah. 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 The movie, the, the movie was named one of the 20 most overrated movies of all time. Discuss. I can see, I can understand that. Uh, really? Yeah, because when I was, when we revisited this and I watched it again, and I looked at the reviews and just some background information on the internet, that when there was no negative reviews whatsoever, I kind of thought if I, when we do this podcast, at the end of the show, if, it, if we've hammered this, then people will come back and say, not they give a shit, but people will come back and say, you have got a clue about films, you don't understand this, this is a classic, how do you not find this funny? And, and I can understand that why people do believe it's overhyped and people say, it's, it's like when 12-year-olds, 10-year-olds have like a Ramones t-shirt on or Led Zeppelin t-shirt. What do they know about them, you know what I mean? Yes. Everyone else likes them and you see adults wearing it, and you might know one song, so you walk around with stuff on. It's like that, yeah. people just I, I think you're right. Suit. I think you're right, there is an element of like a cult following, and people just following it because of someone said it's such a great movie, and yeah. everyone's gone on about it. Um, I'd still say, I mean, I wouldn't say it's one of the best movies I've watched, but it is a movie that I would say I'd like to have in my kind of DVD so collection. I would never, I wouldn't watch this for a number uh, of I, years. I, I, See, I would. I would watch it on a, I don't know, maybe maybe twice a year or maybe a little bit more than twice a year. But it's, I, I think it's a film that you could just sit down and have a couple of beers on a Sunday. It's, a, it's just hilarious and you can watch it. It's so not a long film. Do you really think it's hilarious? Well, that, yeah. Maybe it's a strong word. It I is. find it funny. Part, and I, 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 I find it funny. I find certain things in there really funny and there's certain things in there I just think... That's just not funny, and maybe I found it funny when I watched the clip, you know, thirty minutes of it ten years ago. Um, yeah. But there are just certain things that I just think are just classic little things, and like the the the, the blowjob thing. You know, oh, that's you know, the first. There's a really yeah, funny, you know, where the, the girlfriend's turned around and has obviously slept with like three, but she's making a big deal with him sleeping with like twelve girls or something, and then yeah. all of a sudden she's given thirty-seven blowjobs. Thirty-six. Thirty-six. He's number thirty-seven. And, yeah. But that reaction. That is such a, a bloke reaction. I mean, that's the kind of reaction. You suck thirty-six. Yeah, yeah, anyone would have that reaction. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, yeah. That part I thought was good, and that still stands the test of time. Yeah, plus the fact that all of his mates know, yeah. and he's in complete ignorance to the fact that 
and she sucks dick and uh, but she doesn't see it as well you know I didn't fuck him yeah. all I did was just suck dick yeah but 36 dicks <laughs> oh yeah uh, and it's made it's doing like the blowjob noise yeah really. and when she walks out she goes oh, don't suck any cock on the way and the bloke walks yeah. off behind it yeah <laughs> I thought that yeah I, I thought that was very good that was a laugh out loud moment and uh, I did enjoy that but there wasn't enough of that in there for me no no this job would be great if it wasn't for the fucking customers I mean there's so many quotes it's such a quotable film yeah but that's quote, yeah quotes like that uh, uh, I can kind of like just snigger at, you know what I mean? Just okay. You kind of think, yeah, that's true. I imagine a lot of people feel like that. But there wasn't really anything in there that gets my attention. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's because we come off the back of reviewing eleven films that are pretty much for their time from American Werewolf in London. Like that was a huge budget back then, and that's a big film. I mean, that's a in a horror-like genre, that's a cult film. Yeah. And I can't relate this to being a cult film. Maybe it's a cult film in the like the indie section, uh, but to me, it isn't a cult film, and it doesn't get my attention enough. I couldn't sit there and watch it again, because I'd be bored, and my attention would wane somewhere else. I mean, this is a film that's in a different league of its own, in the sense that it's not like any of the other films we've, like you say, that we've reviewed, that are like big budget you know, blockbuster movies. Yeah, and I'm keeping that in mind when I'm trying to kind of review it. And the fact this guy was running out of budget, it might have something to do with the fact it did, because I thought it started off pretty good and then it just kind of, you know, the, I thought the ending was really poor. I thought near the, you know, the latter part of the movie, it kind of did bottom out of it. Yeah. And that could well be to do with the budget and he was running out of money and he was just trying yeah. to get some things in there. Yeah, how long is the film, is it? About 91 minutes. 91 minutes. Uh, I'm interested, one of the early scripts penned Kevin Smith involving Dante being shot in the chest by a robber at the end of the film, after Randall leaves the store. The scene, devised simply because Smith didn't know how to end a movie, was actually filmed but was cut from the released version. That obviously said a lot to me, because, as Nim was saying, it doesn't have much structure, it doesn't really have a solid ending. It's got no... It ends... And you, for me, it didn't really end on a joke either. I didn't get the satisfaction. Um, I thought it was a very weak ending. Weak, yeah. When he asked yeah. him to do that dance when he walked out. And he laughed. And you kind of think, this bloke's just made you split up with your girlfriend. The one who before, you were saying, yeah, she's right for me. I love, I love her. her. And he just kind of puts the close sign on. And he's like, oh, well, another day. And I can't, at the end of it, I felt sorry for him that... He's got such a sad life. And this is what so he's going to be doing. What you're saying is, Dante is not a likeable character. Now, no, now, 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 now we're, I mean, we're all in our 30s. No, we're not in our 20s. Is Dante a likeable character? I think he means well. Uh, I wouldn't say he's not a likeable character. But, okay. I just think he's a very, a very sorry character in that he's 22 years old. He doesn't have a career. He doesn't have any aspiration to have a career. And he's going nowhere, and he knows it, but he doesn't do anything. And um, as Randall says, all you do is bitch about things, and things aren't your fault. That's all you do, and you need to grow a set. And that's what he says to him, doesn't he? Yeah. But even when he says that... I think Randall's got more of a, a pair of he's words. Like it, uh, yeah. And I think he's apologetic. He's like, he says you're pathetic and apologetic. And he, he's always apologising for things, isn't he? Yeah, yes, like he is. He apologise for that. He goes, yeah. see, you're doing it again. Yeah. You're apologising. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think he's a. I feel very. When I watched it, I felt very sorry for him that he is this kind of person. But um, I wouldn't say he's not likable. Okay, then. To come from a slightly different angle, did you enjoy watching his character? Did you enjoy his character then, rather than like his character? Uh, would you want to see more of Randall? No, I wouldn't. there is a Clerks too. But I'm not saying. Would you want to? You wouldn't would I want to see more of Randall. I'd watch Clerks too, just out of curiosity. To be honest, it wouldn't be because I'd watch Star Wars and it was so good. I want to watch Return of the Jedi. I watch Superman and I want to see what happens. And this is going to go somewhere. I, I'd watch it just for the sake of they made a second one, and where's it going to go from here? Kind of what's can he improve on this with a budget and with what he's done previously? It would be more to see what Kevin Smith's done rather than what the character of Randall or Dante's done. It wouldn't be from that point of no. view. I could happily leave it and never watch it and feel like I've never missed anything in my life. Why could, do you feel you'd have to watch it then, Jeff? Um, I would watch it again. I haven't actually watched it. It's quite bad for me, really, working at Blockbusters, having this film as one of our, our Bible. Yeah, it's number two as much as a cult as number one. No, I don't think it is. It's the same characters in it? Same characters. It's got, it's got Randall in it. It's got Dante in it. Yeah, because the cover's exactly yeah. the same, but just... No, no, exactly. Colour, yeah. I like, I mean, yeah. For me, I didn't... I, I thought Dante was funny, but then watching it again, I didn't like his character. It just kind of annoyed me. And Randall sums it up completely. I enjoyed watching it, but, but I didn't he, like his why character. Why did he like his character? For what reasons? For the re- exact reason that Randall summed it up him up at the end of what you were just saying I was thinking throughout the whole film and then you know yeah. and then he chooses quite clearly the wrong girlfriend which wound me up as well yeah uh, I mean how, let's be honest right out of all the girlfriends in any movie she I mean Randall's current girlfriend Veronica probably has one of the best reveal scenes of all time in what way the way the way that obviously she saves him uh, by using obviously the fire, the fire hydrant of all those people during the cigarettes. Oh yes, that's right. What yeah. an entrance! I mean, yeah. come on, not many girls. Not, I mean, we're not many women have an entrance like that in in a kind of film in a film yeah. like this. Yeah, I mean, I thought she was a likable character. She was she was quite a strong character, and you could see from the start that she was very supportive, and she was his rock kind of thing. Yes, uh, that was quite evident. But from then. I, I had that feeling that something would go tits up, that she wouldn't be there because you really got the impression by then that he was such a bitch when that, or he, that, when that guy came in, the rep, obviously working for the chewing gum firm, <laughs> telling people not to smoke cigarettes. And uh, that, that was very risky about going on too long, that scene, that they were milking that too much. Because I knew he'd be from the chewing gum, because this we kept pumping out was chewing gum to everyone. So when I watched it with Mother Arf, I said to her, he's going to be a rep from chewing gum, trying to sell that, get people off fags. And that scene went on just a bit too long. The repetition of everyone coming in, doing the same joke again. And that kind of got me off to a, a bit of a rocky start to watching this film. Okay. And it was good. I was glad that Veronica came in and something happened, which had a bit of energy and obviously put the fire extinguisher on the whole crowd. Yes. And told him to piss off. Yeah, and I think that was really timely. If that had gone any longer, yeah. I'd have thought bollocks to this. I'll watch this again tomorrow, and I'll just try really? and run through the film. Like, I mean, yeah, because we, we started off obviously with Randall waking up, um, getting told you got to go to work. Yeah. At which point, it's kind of annoying. You could have just said no. Because yeah, 
Yeah. Um, that sets him out, his character out. It does, yeah, he takes pride in his work. And then obviously... Or he's very weak and just ex- and does things. Yes, but yeah. And then obviously he gets to the work, he realises there's chewing gum in the shutters, which is quite an interesting plot point because then it allowed Kevin Smith to film during the night time with yeah. the shutters down. Because that was the that was I think the convenience store he worked at. It was yeah, and the lighting was if he did it at night, they wouldn't have to um, get light and they could use the light in the store. I think that's a reason also why they yeah. did it. Yeah, made it a lot cheaper. And it was cheaper to shoot in black and white. No, exactly. And then the first big thing obviously was happened. There was a cigarette man. Yeah. And, and then he, yeah, he came there and he was basically promoting the chewing gum. He was a rep for a chewing gum. See, I thought it was funny all the chaos. But you said, as you were saying, it went on a bit too long. I think it was funny. I think I agree with Stuart. It did go on a bit too long. It's just... Yeah. It's like I said, I think at some points you can see they've, they've kind of run out of things or maybe, you know, they, you know, they could have... They want to do a film this long. So yeah, so they, they have yeah. to prolong things. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was funny, but it just went on too long. Okay. It's like another thing um, that kind of... The only the other thing that kind of pissed me off was the... The, the, the old Jewish guy that comes in and goes, oh, can I use Sunny Boy? Can I use your toilet? And he comes back, Sunny Boy. Yeah. Can I? And I was thinking, what the hell is this all about? And okay, it had a little good plot too that at the end. Yes, it did. You, yeah. you know, but again, that went on just yeah. way too long. It was just that was good, like six minutes or something. Yeah. Just Sunny Boy can come back was it? But I was used to by then. So that's about 40 minutes till the end of the film, isn't it? About that, 45 minutes. It is, uh, but, if, yeah. Yeah, and I, and I was kind of used to the way the rhythm of the film was by then, that there was parts in there that either could have been cut out, didn't have any relevance to the story, um, or they stringed it along too much. But that was seems to be the general theme, that it was an actual day. So you've got the exciting bits and you've got the boring bits as well. Like when he found out one of his ex-girlfriends had died and they went to the funeral, didn't they? He went to a wake. Yes. That, obviously it's on a budget, but when you had the, um, the point of view from the camera behind, and every time they spoke to each other, the camera just went left yeah, to right, I thought left that was right. funny. That pissed me off. Did it annoy you? I thought that was quite good. I didn't like that. Did, no? did, you, did you notice that, the I, way it was filmed? They I, went from Dante I, I, I to I noticed Randall. that, but I didn't, it didn't bother me either way. It must be just me then. I didn't think I, I like it or I hate it. I just thought... I just found it really annoying. The camera just kept jolting one to the other. Why can't you just go back and just see them? Just no, I thought it was quite good. I just felt like a passenger in the back looking at, looking at their conversation. They have quite a funny Moving conversation in, in that car as well, don't they? They do about, about um, oh, Randall's... Uh, Brother sucking his own dick. Cousin or cousin, yeah. Who's found dead or something. And again, they meet the policewoman at the end. He says, This must be one of the weirdest jobs you've dealt with. She says, No, nah, I dealt with some male who broke his neck trying to suck his dick. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Okay, then. Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice one. That was good. Yeah, that was, was very funny. But I found some of it was strung along too much. But the, the characters were okay. The, the hockey game on the roof, I feel that had more potential where obviously he's meant to play hockey that day so Randall so he kind of gets a pair of balls by then doesn't he and says well we'll do a hockey match yes just the one ball yeah and he closes the shop and there's the hockey match on the roof of the, uh, the convenience store and uh, I, I, they could have done more with that yeah it, it was it, very late it was just like them playing hockey and then they lose the ball and that's it end of the yeah. hockey game there wasn't anything on there yeah you were expecting something to happen in that hockey game yeah, the guy down the roof. I thought they were going to smash him when he was going to fall off the roof or 
there'll be some accent involved with a customer, so, yeah. something like that. It, for me, it ended up, it was just too quick and it was over. And the best characters out of that uh Jane, Silent Bob. Yes, yeah, we both will obviously. Yeah, I was wondering when we're gonna get. Yeah, we're gonna I mean, get to that. I've got so much bias just because uh, James Silent Bob's Drive Back is one of my favourite films of all time. It's just, it's such a hilarious film. It's brilliant. There's some brilliant cameos in there as well. So I always look forward to seeing them. I feel okay, they could have done a lot more with them. So James Silent Bob are they are a staple in obviously the Kevin Smith series. They always appear yeah. in the Kevin Smith films. Uh, obviously, to, to, to their own film. This was the, well, not really the origin story, but this is the origins yeah. of Jared Simon and Bob. What did you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I knew about them anyway, um, and I figured that they hadn't really changed from, from when they were in, well, kind of from Dogma and Strike Back and Moritz and everything. They're the, they're the same anyway. They're, um, Bob just doesn't say anything, just goes along with it. Yeah. And you know at the end of the film, at some point, he's going to say something that will be, it will just swear and go off on a rant, or he'll say something quite meaningful, which he did at the end of this film. And uh, Jay's just going to stand there and rap and talk about shagging women and yes. getting his clock sucked yeah. and stuff like that. And then he's going to sell gear. And he goes, we don't sell gear. And some bloke looks up to him and goes, you've got that stuff. Yeah, mate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and I think they're brilliant characters. And, yeah. Uh, I thought it was good to revisit again, just to see how young, especially Jay looked. He looked so young, about 12. Baby face, didn't he? Yeah, he really did. But I find them really entertaining characters. And I think they could have done more with that. And I think when they wrote it, that, um, that might be wrong, wasn't it, that Kevin Smith was going to be the star of this film? When he did it no, originally. It was Kevin, something that... Kevin Smith wanted to be in his own film. Um, Okay, yeah, I've got it. Kevin Smith is seven speaking tours, and the reason he cast himself in the movie was that if the movie failed and he was in a near permanent debt for the rest of his life, he could at least point at his face in the movie as proof he did it. That's yeah. What... Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's good. I think there are some good characters, but it could have been developed a bit more. But again, you've got to think back that this is on a real shoestring budget, and he's used a lot of his friends to, to play various roles in the film yes so you've got to take it as what it is at the time which at the time is very good and we might be too unfair or too critical to judge it now as but um, are we though because you know, we, we did the same to an America over London we did the same to Jaws and they're both films made like one early 80s one in the 70s and I'm okay, sure it's, we did a, it's, review. it's a different budget though isn't it mate I mean I don't know I know but There's only I mean, so much you can do with the budget with this okay, kind how, of story. How, okay, right? but let's get back. It, let's get back to, to, to. I mean, put clerks one side. Yeah, yeah. What, when you when you're a reviewing a film, what, what what kind of things do you look, do you look for? I mean, for me, it's how much I enjoy it and whether I want to watch it again. That's basically what for me what it comes down to. I mean, what about you two? Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only reason I keep saying about the budget thing is when we're comparing it to things like Jaws and American Werewolf. But, but you can see regardless of the budget side of things, you, you know, like I said, I could watch this film and I I, I enjoy watching this film. I, you know, I'd, I'd watch it again. Um, yeah, I see. It, it's, it, so I couldn't. I, I'd watch it now. When I watched it, it it, rem, it reminded me. I'd probably get panned for this. And you can email us at filmrealcast at gmail.com. 
or on Facebook and uh, on Twitter, but it reminded me a lot of a student's film project. That he's got an idea and a concept, he really wants to make a film, and this is the film he's come up with, and you can applaud him for, for what he's done mm. on that budget, but that's all you can do. And to watch it now, for me, it didn't hold my concentration. You struggled. I, I really so watching struggled watching it, it, you watched it for the podcast, not because you wanted to watch it. Yeah, and at the end of it, I, mean, I watched it twice, just so I could have the right point of view. Uh, the first time I watched it, I, it, took, it took me two goes to watch it. And uh, the second time, I just sat all the way through. And again, most of the other films, I can sit and I'll make notes for I'm a geek but this one I struggle to do because it, it, it films like, need to keep me interested and I can sit and make notes about the way it made me feel at the time and it makes me wonder how other people felt about certain plot lines like in Jaws or The Dark Knight or The Goonies or The Winter Soldier where it twists and different characters are introduced these are the same characters recycled yeah. and a lot of the time it's just Dante and Randall sitting there talking about bollocks or how hard um, Dante's life is when actually it isn't and there's nothing to really critique about about it because it doesn't really go anywhere, it doesn't inspire me to, to get me thinking about it to actually critique it. Surely though the talk about Star the talk about Star Wars and the Jedi contractor debate was quite that interesting. That was because I love Star Wars. Okay. And I never thought of it like that. And I really enjoyed the fact that, mm. it, that these innocent people died. And, it, and I sometimes think that when you see evil henchmen, that there's like a, a huge baddie and he's got hundreds of evil henchmen working for him. How do these people get their job? And I always think, do they go home to their wives? What did you do today? <laughs> yeah, we're building a laser to take over the world and I killed three innocent people and we've got loads of people kidnapped at our evil base. But I got this job for a job agency as an evil henchman. I, I think yeah. that so much. I'm Jay Freed, you be an evil henchman, yeah. Exactly, exactly. yeah. They're employing evil henchmen just at South London. Have them. you seen, you watched Lost in Paris? Yeah. Have you seen the, the yeah. scene where one of the evil henchmen dies? You've got your name badge. Yeah, no, that's the third one. Oh, is it? Yeah, no, in the first one, an evil henchman dies, he gets run over by a steamroller or, or something. That's yeah, it's right. Yeah. And they phone his family up. Yeah. And tell him he died at work. Yeah. That's what they did by Hawkeye says. Just lay down, mate. You've oh. got a name badge on. Go on, go on. He just drops his gun and lays on the floor, yeah. isn't he? And that really reminds me when I see evil henchmen of how did they get to be here of an evil henchman? And it's like, um, obviously, tangenting off on Blue Harvest. <laughs> where the, the two guys are standing on the Death Star and they're talking about they wanted a rail put in for them to lean against and then they put it to the Union and they couldn't even get a rail to lean against. <laughs> it's just things like that that you do pick up and take the piss out which is really funny. But no, I, I did enjoy the Death Star conversation. I, I thought that was good just because I could relate to that. But the customers were very strange. The journey out, obviously, you guys enjoyed. But I, I liked... Um, Randall's point of view when he's working in the video store that at least he admits he's, he's honest with himself it's a shit job and yes. he'll lay on the counter just reading the paper and someone will come and go have you seen this? no you seen this? no you work here didn't you? <laughs> yeah he doesn't care yeah. and the bit where the mum came in and she's asking for a film yes and uh, he's <laughs> putting in an order in and it's like 
Cocksuckers 2, Anal Intrusion 1. And they said that when he did that, he actually, when they film him on the phone, just reading it out, that he's just, they're just filming him, the kid isn't in front of him, because he felt so bad saying those kind of words in front of this little kid, that he just did it on his own separately without her being there. Because I thought that was quite interesting, but that made me laugh. And, and the other bit that really made me chuckle was when the customer was coming in, reading the newspaper, just talking a load of bollocks about UFO sightings. And that. <laughs> Randall's drinking water. You just spits water in his face. It's <laughs> like, piss off, you're boring. Yeah. And that's the way a lot of people feel. And that's what I liked about the Randall character being stronger. When the guy was standing there, even watching it, I was annoyed of how boring he, this guy was. And then Randall does what I'd like to do. It's just be at the height of rudeness of spitting water in his face. The guy just says, oh, wow, well, let's kick your ass into the seat. And he doesn't even bother acknowledging him, does he? It's like, well, yeah. And he walks out. And Dante's like, you can't do that to customers. He's like, well, he's pissing me off. He was boring. And I like the, the difference that Dante's a bitch, puts up with loads of shit, doesn't say anything to their faces, but will moan about it to Randall. Randall will be rude. Says what everyone else thinks when you watch like the scenario that he's in, yeah. and uh, I, I think you appreciate it more. And I, I like Randall's character. Yes, he's more easy to to relate to and get on with rather than yeah. Dante's character. If he had too much screen time, bitching, I think that would be even harder to watch. I think. So yeah, too much screen time. Did Dante get too much screen time? Considering Randall, for a lot of people, is out the two. Is most people's favourite character. But you've got the yin and yang, haven't you? You've got That's the balance true. there with Randall bitching and you're watching it thinking, man, this is hard work to watch sometimes, which is my own point of view. And then Randall will tell him to shut the fuck up and get a life, yeah. do this. And even Veronica says that as well. Yes. And uh, it's interesting when his ex-girlfriend, another ex-girlfriend, that Caitlin, comes back because she's... He reads in a newspaper that she's marrying, is it an Asian, Asian fashion designer? Yeah. Something like that, isn't it? And it's in the newspaper and he's absolutely gutted about it and all his mates have seen it. And he, he wants to know why, why it's happened and he loves her. So she turns up out of the blue and says that the mum, her mum put the other in the paper and it's not happening, it's not engaged. And again, he's instantly just under the cosh fire and just pussy whip really, and he just do anything. Yeah. He's saying he changes character. You see a difference. I mean that that whole that bit of the storyline I found a bit kind of Weak. slow and boring. Yeah, yeah. because I just thought, what, what, yes, I, no but one she, really but, gets but that. But she does shag a dead guy. I mean that's yeah. I mean that was a bonus. Part, that was so. a bonus. Part, yeah, yeah I didn't like her character much. She's engaged, and then she wants to get back with her boyfriend, but she, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and I just thought... And, and it's already uh, been proven that she's, she's shagging some other bloke. And, and, and you've got this nice Veronica girl who actually likes this bloke, and as you say, he says, oh, I love her, then yeah. Randall kind of does something stupid. Yeah, no, sorry, no, carry on. Yeah, no, I was just saying, you know, I think there's a, a scene where some customers come in and um, Dante finds out that Caitlin was cheating on him yeah, was with that, that guy, guy. The fitness guy. Yeah, the fitness guy, guy, yeah. And, and yet, he's still... Obsessed by this girl who's just, she's probably a, a right little slag. Yeah, um, and it's hard to wish uh, for anything nice for Dante because the, the warning signals are there flashing yeah. when that guy says, Yeah, I'll shag her. And the other girl says, Yeah, everyone in the school knew, like, didn't you know? Yeah. And he's like, Well, no, I didn't. Why am I the last one to find out? 
and it's for any normal person with any like balls or backbone that would be it but then he she comes back and he falls at her feet and he turns on the charm of her yeah. and, and for me it's, it's a bit sickening because you do think which is good that makes you think like that because again it shows it, it is good writing to a certain extent if you think well why are you like that because Veronica's there yeah. she brought you dinner Yep. you were happy and, and even Randall like, says that doesn't he um, yeah and even Simon Bob mentions it not everyone brings you lasagna to work or something wasn't it was yeah one of his quotes yeah Jay says that to him doesn't he yes it's, right, it's right, only yeah. time that Jay says the word that, without the word fuck or suck and something like that but he's really <laughs> says it the way it is doesn't he and he twigs but I, I, I was quite glad at the end when Randall was talking to Veronica saying, look, he's with um, Caitlin now and he loves her, he doesn't want to be with you. And, and I was glad because, it's, for me, Randall got what he deserved. And you mean Dante? Sorry, Dante got what he deserved, yeah, because there was no mention of um, Veronica at all when he was talking to Caitlin. It was a case of, yeah, I'll go out with you tonight. And I thought, man, it's really out of order. And I wanted, I, I was glad at the end that he got fuck all. I really was. But then again, it turned, it closes shop, it goes on to another day of his sad life. Do you think if by some reason he realised before uh, he made a mistake and he got back with Veronica, that would have been some kind of closure for the film or not? Or you don't mind anyway? What if at the end of it that him and Veronica actually got together and he decided to go to college or whatever, or said he would, rather than, rather than just end with uh, Randall? No, driving out I, I think it would have been a little bit of a better ending. I would have been a bit just, happier. Because it's just, like I say, it's just a bizarre, weird ending. You just yeah. think, well, what's I think that it would have been there? too quick. If you would have agreed, if the film would have ended, as in, it's in a, a time frame of, what, an eight, eight hour day mm. or ten hour day, yeah. that at the end of it, that he would have suddenly agreed, yeah, I'll go to college and I'll do this. Yeah, that's a good point. Then yeah, I, I think they'd have had to skip maybe four or five hours of of heart to heart and talking for him to come to that True. decision. Well, he, anybody could have said, he could have got back to Veronica and maybe said, uh, yeah, you're probably right, you saw my life out, but that's it. But Veronica, the difference was, Veronica was a person who doesn't give so many chances. And no, 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 that's true, that's true. Which was what was likeable about where she knew what she wanted. I don't know if it stated up what job she did, I'm not too sure. Well, no, she was at college, she'd moved college. Um, she to move college to be closer to, to him. To, um, but I, right. I kind of got the feeling her character, kind of her background, you know, her um, ethnicity was something. She probably, she kind of sounded and looked like um, Italian. Yeah, you know, because it's New Jersey, isn't it? So it's like the kind of the the, the New York yeah. kind of Italian girl, you know, strong Italian woman. Yeah. Um, but she she should she was strong, and Dante was weak. But Kayla was strong, but in a different way. She was just strong with her legs. Yeah. Strong with her legs? What are you going on about? But oh. you, that, you know when she comes out of the toilet and she goes, my legs are shaking. Oh yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. What, did you, what did you think? When you, did you obviously know when she came out of the toilet? Yeah. And she was like that? Yeah. You knew who had already been in there and yeah. what would happen? Oh, right, you, you put two I didn't together. think he would be dead though. So I thought maybe, because she's come out and she said, oh, it's like, he didn't say anything, it was quiet. So I thought that, because the guy was a bit of a, I thought he was a bit of a pervert. I thought he was going in there to knock one out anyway when he asked that was, for that's pretty much the idea. toilet tissue and all that. Yeah, he said he was. So I thought he'd probably just been sitting in there all day, like knocking That wouldn't have happened in your shop, would it, Derek? That wouldn't have happened in your shop. No. 
and uh, we used to have like four whole sections of pornos. It was the best selling. You know, <laughs> uh, what well, as a shop owner, what do you do if someone gets a porno? Serve them. Yeah, no, but did did did, did it, because obviously you were younger than you were. I take my time. I take my time serving them because the, the one thing people would do when they buy pornos is get the hell out of your shop <laughs> quickly. <laughs> so when they gave me that money, I'd be like. <laughs> Three, fifty, one minute. I used to have cola, <laughs> and then you could just see the squirmingness. Yeah, no, you know, you're, you're actually right. I'm, I, I remember uh, at Broadmasters there was like soft pornography, but not obviously the hardcore stuff. Yeah. And I would obviously read the films out to them to oh, make right. sure I've got the right ones. Yeah. Because they took, you remember your Broadmasters, you took the box from behind. Yes. So that would be right, okay, that's Toy Story, that is uh, Die Hard 2. And erotic radar, is it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they always used to let, yeah, I, I got told off for that, but I said, sorry, that's fine. Otherwise, I might get in the wrong film. It's something, so uh, professional with nothing yeah, to do Toy Story uh, uh, is back tomorrow. Erotic radar, you've got a whole week for um, or whatever, but yeah. So. See, I, I kind of, at the end of it, I didn't know whether, as you say, whether she screwed that guy on the toilet and he was alive and he just knew what he was doing. And I was expecting him to come out as well. He kind of took his hands up and said, well, she came on to me and I didn't know anything about it. There was a bit of an argument then. To actually find out he was dead, quite surprised to me that... Yeah. Did it make it funny? It, it did, in your it, it did in a way. It's a bit sick, but... It's a bit sick, but I, I thought it was good because towards the end, the characters kind of started to, to get what they deserved, didn't yeah. they? She deserved that. Yeah, she totally deserved that. And... Uh, and it's such a sick thing to do, and the fact that everyone knows about it, she's never going to live that down. Yeah. And she was in the back of the ambulance, an absolute shock. What, what was the story with that other geezer who just got in the back of the ambulance? I missed that. Man. I missed that. Yeah, he was. Um, he was just walking along. He had a cap on, and he came in the store every now and then. He didn't really say much, and um, I think he was eating an ice cream. And she was in the back of the ambulance, just sitting down. They got obviously got the stiff on the bed. This guy just walks along and just sits there, and uh, he puts his cap on the, the dead geezer's cock. And he just sits in the back of the ambulance and just drives away. It's really fucking weird. I don't know. Uh, you don't, I, I can't. Yeah, no, I can't. Remember. I can't remember that bit. Yeah. The only random thing I remember is the cat shitting in the in the, in the litter bin on the which was on the counter, which I thought was weird. Yeah. What was yeah. That one, <laughs> I don't know what that yeah. was. So they've got Jane um, Curtis, the customer with Vaseline and rubber gloves. I don't remember that. Vaseline and rubber gloves. See, there's so much in this film. Like, it was like the cat I didn't notice. No. The first few times I watched it and I noticed it again. No, and uh, I, I like the little girl. It, it was good that it was very quick. That um, Randall just sold her a packet of fangs. Oh, and that is nice. Yes. She's outside. It was it four years old she was or something? Yeah. She was just smoking fangs outside. <laughs> I oh, that God. was quite funny. Just because it's such a sick thing. And actually filmed. You, you wouldn't really often get that now. <laughs> say a four-year-old kid no, a cigarette. smoking a cigarette. And uh, before this, they said that Kevin Smith didn't smoke and he wasn't inhaling yeah. the smoke. And after this film, it was a two-pack a day. Something like that, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and they don't mention any brand of cigarettes throughout the whole yeah. film. Just quite good because every customer comes in. One this packet of cigarettes. It's buying a packet of fags. I mean, nowadays it would be product placement. Well, now you've got to have a barrier behind them or something like that, I think, don't you? Um, yeah. So, well, yeah. Not a barrier, but 
like a well, done all the curtains shut that thank you shut yeah. so so I mean when you go through that's it happy, happy scrappy film that's what the mum wanted wasn't it have you, got, have you got happy scrappy <laughs> movie and he's talking about everything else a lot of people where Randall goes to the video shop he doesn't want to get one from his own video shop because it's shit and he goes to the other one you just see him fall to his knees and just look around and he's surrounded by all these brilliant films yeah. I thought that was quite funny because that showed that he recognises just how shit his job is and his surroundings are. And he never makes any secret of that through the whole film, does no. he? And he even says that to uh, Dante, that, yeah, my job is shit, the video shop, shit. I'm just quite happy to walk away and leave it and walk his fuck off somewhere else. But throughout this, Dante keeps his principles about him where Randall was questioning them all the time, saying why you well, shouldn't even I think Veronica even touches on it. She says something like, you're, you're one of these people that's content with an easy life. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what it's probably more to do with. It's an easy life, isn't it? I mean, what you have to do is just got a rock up there and he's got a place where he can moan yeah. and whinge um, and not think about what he's got to do. Just sit there and serve people, so... Yeah. What, what, it was very strange, but it made me chuckle. I think, just out of pure ball about the point of the film... That guy came in and he got his arm stuck in the, the tube of Pringles. Yes. <laughs> I thought well, that was... Because it happens. Yeah, it was just so bizarre. And uh, I just wasn't expecting that. It was just quite a random scene to be in there with some... And, they, and he nicks the rest of the Pringles. Yeah. yeah. He's got his hand being in a bloody Dante, doesn't he? Uh, yeah. I thought that was quite good. But I mean, all in all, it was a film that I'm glad I revisited again after... Just shy twenty. Was it years. a refreshing pair of eyes after so many years? It was nice to it was nice to view a film that was different. It wasn't a blockbuster mega film with lots of stars in. And uh, I watch. I mean, the difference is I can watch Jane Silent Bolt again. Excuse me, back. I can watch that tonight. And I can watch it again in a month's time. And I still laugh at the same bits because uh, it's it a brilliant film. This film, I could watch number two just that pure curiosity, but it wouldn't be for a woman of watching it. I could review number two, just for the sake of we've done number one, but if someone said the clerk two is on tonight, it's on at nine o'clock you watch it, I might record it, and again I wouldn't be bothered if there was something else on the other side, I'd certainly watch that instead. Mm. What about yourself, Nim? Um, well, I, I would watch Clerks too. I haven't, obviously haven't seen that, so I'd, I'd want to just, out of curiosity, just to see what's happened with the characters, how they've developed and what's going yeah. on. Um, but, you know, I'll still stand by it. I think this is an easy watch. It's, you know, like toilet humour. Yeah, there is, I think, in some of the um, reviews, you know, some people have said there's a lot of, you know, the fuck word and a lot of obscenities being said. So I didn't really notice it, to be no, honest. No, but I think, again, that is probably how it, how it is and how it was, you know, for that yeah. kind of age group of people. And I'm sure most people... Yeah. I think they probably exaggerated a bit at places. Yeah. I think, is it Jay, when he comes in um, near the end, when he kind of speaks to Dante, and it's a little bit of sense, he's telling him how good his girlfriend yeah. is. And then just randomly, and, it, and this, the, these are the little things that I like, because he's just randomly speaking normal sense to him, and then he just kind of walks, as he's walking off, he goes, cocksmoker, and he walks off. And I just thought, that was, that was hilarious. As he just walks off, he goes, cocksmoker. So how would you, if you were going to recommend this film to someone, and they'd never seen it before, what, kind of, what would you say the film's like? Um, I would, if I had to compare it to a style of film, 
Um, and I know you might, you probably will disagree with me. I think there's, a, again, a little bit of an element of Tarantino, just the way the film's kind of shot in terms of maybe the black and whiteness. The, yeah, we haven't really mentioned the black and white. The, the look of the low budget um, and yeah. where, it, where each scene has a chapter, so that chapter kind of thing. Um, but what could I compare it to in terms of another comedy? But if you had to say, if someone said, oh, what's Clark's about? And I, you had to say it in a positive way, well, I would say in a positive way, though. I would say, you know, it's a, it's a funny movie about a couple of guys that are hapless idiots working in a shop, in a video shop, and it just shows how, you know, a day in the life of two guys that are just useless, basically. You know, yeah. shit at their love life, you know, no girlfriends, no real friends, yeah. um, dead-end jobs, no future. Um, but, yeah. it, you know, that, that, that just, I know it sounds like I'm not selling it, yeah. but that's the reality of what the film is. Yeah. Yeah, what about yourself? Um, I don't know. Um, a moderately hilarious look at the. Would you say sales? Did you use the word hilarious? No. I went. Uh, uh, yeah, well, parts of it are. And when I was twenty, when I was twenty, I'd have given this film a five out of five straight away. I loved it so much. Um, I watched it. There's still bits I can't remember. There's still bits I missed, but it was so quotable. I thought it was fantastic, and now. When I watched it, I was disappointed that it wasn't as good as I remembered it. Maybe it's a, you know, the nostalgia or whatever uh, mm. happening to me, but yeah. Um, so hilarious is, I mean, for me, yeah, like Anchorman and Dumb and Dumber and stuff like that, Airplane, their films are, for me, are hilarious. This film... Are they timeless? Yeah. Is this film timeless? Uh, the comedy in this film... I think it's fortunate that it is in black and white. I think that does a lot for it, that it is in black and white. Yes, okay. And uh, it certainly isn't off-putting. I think it's, it's, if anything, it's an attraction that it's in black and white because it doesn't, it doesn't lose its... It's kind of timeless in a way if it's in black and white. But, I mean, I'd say, for me, I'd say mildly amusing. Mildly amusing, mildly amusing, mildly amusing look. Would, you, would this would be a film you'd recommend to any age or not really? No, well, I, no. I, think, I think if you've worked in a shop, you definitely have to watch it. If you've yeah. ever worked in a shop, a convenience store, even at Tesco's, yeah, but particularly like a convenience store or like an off store or video shop at any point, I think you, you'll get a lot more out of this film than if you haven't done. Okay. Uh, I agree. I, and I would recommend it to people, but it, it's a bit, I'd probably say, Look, if you don't like it in the first half hour, you're not going to like the rest of it, so turn it off. Yeah. It's like a bit like, it's sounds cliche, but it's a bit like Marmite, really. I think yeah. you're either going to, you know, you're either going to like it or watch the end of it. No, but like with yeah. these two, I, the, the, I've got the feeling of, if we didn't have to review it, you probably would have turned it off and put on Die Hard or something. Yeah, I watched Die Hard the other night, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, well, I'm glad I watched it again after, as I say, must be about 20 years, just short of. And it'd be inter- it's interesting that I found myself that I did like it a lot when I first watched it, but I was at a different period and stage in my life then. Watching it now, um, some bits I thought were laugh out loud funny, but a lot of it was boring, it was long-winded, I thought it was pointless. It could have been cut out. Um, and I think to a certain type of person, this film is a very funny film, but 
But for me, it's not what I like in a film. I'm not saying it's a bad film, but for me, it isn't what I like in a film. Because obviously, there are so many people out there saying how wonderful it is. But for me, I, I could go a year without watching it again, and I really wouldn't be bothered. I'd watch, I may watch number two, just out of curiosity, but I'm really not fussed about it. It didn't, it didn't have that impact on me. I found it quite boring. So I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. No? No, not at all. No? Well, like I said, I, 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 yeah. would, I would recommend it. But so, it, it, again, it's just so, it depends. It's to a specific audience, isn't it? Because yes. Some people no, just don't. Absolutely. You know, there's certain films, even uh, let alone Clerks, but there's... Films like Jaws or American Were Werewolf, you know, some people don't like horror movies, I won't mention any names, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't say <laughs> yeah. to them, you know, Isn't watch it? Saw or, um, you know, uh, um, Damien or something like that, because yeah. it's not their cup of tea. Um, yeah. And there's some people that just like these, I think this would probably um, be enjoyed by people that like the kind of world cinema type of yeah. films, you know. I find it very much an indie film, as I said yeah. before, is. I can't. I don't know what else yeah. to compare it to because I haven't seen any other kind of indie style film. So and, and no, I think people like this might like Woody Allen or something like that. So I mean, yeah, maybe it's also <laughs> shit. But <laughs> but I mean, best bit, worst bit for me. Yeah, come on, here we go. Scores, best bit, worst bit. This is it. This is best it. bit for me. Um, I liked. I liked it when he spat water in a customer's face. Because <laughs> I deal with a number of people. I'd like to do that to who bore me and annoy me. Um, <laughs> it's difficult to pick a worse bit um, because there was quite a lot of crap bits in the film. I mean, I didn't like the, the guy coming out of the eggs. I mean, I could pick numerous like, bits. Like, really annoyed, isn't it? Just yeah. the same as, I think, Tarantino's accident in Django were probably still annoying you when you think about it. Yeah, I've blocked it out. random little things. <laughs> therapy, and I'm not talking about it, yeah. But, yeah, but I'd give it... Um, Oh, here we go. This is the first. I'd give it a two and a half. Whoa! That's the lowest you've scored a bill. Yes, I know, yeah. That's the lowest. Yeah. And I'm wow. sticking to that. And you're sticking to that. At the film real cast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, email us, Facebook us, and let us know. I'm going to give it a 3.5. It would have been, when I was 20, I'd, I'd have given it a 5. I still think it's really, it's funny. I'm disappointed in it, which is obviously why. Um, um, why obviously I mean it's getting it's getting a three point five best bit for me that's probably uh, the character of Randall I thought was really it was funny fleshed out and didn't really annoy me worst bit worst bit the worst bit is probably how disappointed I was overall in watching the film now I'm thirty I didn't find it that funny that's almost a cop out but that, that was quite disappointed it wasn't as good as I remembered it um, as much as I wanted to like it but there you go Nim yeah I think I'd probably I'd say or oh, three, you were about to say three point five. I was going to say three point five, but I'd, I'd say three and a half to four. I mean, I know I've got to pick one, but I'd, I'd say three and a half to four, somewhere in between there. Um, the worst bit for me was the ending. I just thought that was, you know, I wasn't expecting yes. it just to end that way. Um, and, and the best bits, I just think there's, I can't be specific on one particular bit. There was a good few little scenes um, that I thought I found really funny and. One of them being 37 dicks, 37 dicks. Um, and also when Silent Bob and Jay start um, abusing some of the girls, like walking past and calling them sluts and stuff. And then I think there's another scene when he starts doing his like rap and dancing. And I thought that, you know, that again, 
so that just made me laugh, like the way he was just dancing around in the middle of the street. And I just, so yeah. there's little things that I like about that. There you go. All, all done. Next yeah. is next. We're going to be watching 2012's End of Watch. I think other than the Winter Soldier, that's got to be the most recent film we've reviewed. Maybe. Uh, I'm not too sure. When, yeah, it must be. Yeah. Other than Winter Soldier, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So it's the the documentary style police thriller. So we're going to go in a completely different direction, a different pace for episode thirteen. Oh well, it's bye from me. It's bye from me. Remember to uh, email us oh, at thefilmrealcast@gmail.com. We are at the Film Real Cast on Twitter. And we are on Facebook, so you can slate us for our point of views, and you can support Nim and James for theirs. Or if you don't like Clarence, as always, you. Exactly. And if you don't like scary films, you don't like people that turn up, and you don't like Pims, as always, Graham. Who's <laughs> currently enjoying one at Wimbledon. Yeah. And on that note, good night from me. They, s- they say so much, but they never tell you if it's any good. Are either one of these any good? Sir. What? Are either one of these any good? I don't watch movies. Well, have you heard anything about either one of them? I find it's best to stay out of other people's affairs. You mean you haven't heard anybody say anything about either one of these? Nope. Well, what about these two? Oh, they suck. These are the same two movies... You weren't paying any attention. No, I wasn't. I don't think your manager would appreciate it. I don't appreciate your ruse, ma'am. I beg your pardon? Your ruse, your cunning attempt to trick me. I was only pointing out that you weren't paying any attention to what I was saying. I hope it feels good. You hope what feels good? I hope it feels so good to be right. There's nothing more exhilarating than pointing out the shortcomings of others, is there? Well, this is the last time I rent here. You'll be missed. Screw you! Hey, you're not allowed to rent here anymore. Yeah! Screw me.